Hey, it's a great day at the Academy of Scholars, and this is episode 27 of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson. This show originally aired live on the Academy of Scholars Facebook page and YouTube channel on Thursday, November 4th, 2021. The podcast was recorded the week the Atlanta Braves won the World Series in 2021. Enjoy. This podcast is brought to you by the Academy of Scholars. Are you searching for a school for age 4th through 6th grade? Then check out the Academy of Scholars. Based in metropolitan Atlanta, Georgia, this exceptional private Christian school is where great education happens in both its in-person and premier online learning programs. Go to academyofscholars.com and join our virtual tour and open house today to see the in-person or online school you've been looking for. It's a great day at the Academy of Scholars and welcome to another episode of Scholarly Speaking Live with Dr. Stacey Lambert-Johnson, Director of Student Success at the Academy of Scholars. I am Benny Crane Jr., the Assistant Director of Student Success. Today's topic will discuss how to get your child to listen and follow instructions. Thank you for joining us for today's live session. No matter where you're joining us from, whether you're at work or at home, we pray that you're having a great AOS day and hope that you can visit us here on campus someday soon. Today's topic is a question that I frequently hear from parents. How do I get my child to listen without me yelling? <laughs> but before we get started, Benny, where can our viewers watch today's live session once it's over? Everything from this show ends up on our website, academyofscholars.com, including both the audio and video versions. You can also find the video version on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You'll be able to download the audio versions anywhere you download your favorite podcast. We want to take this opportunity to say hello to the people joining us live today. Also, shout out to the people who follow us on our social media platforms. We appreciate you joining us. Do us a favor, tell your friends we're on. All you have to do is hit that share button right there, comment and tell us about your experience with your child following directions. Are they a first time listener? Tell us, we want to know. Benny, so I grew up with old school parents, mm -hmm. okay? There was no such thing as not listening in my household. <laughs> One of my mother's favorite sayings, and she's from the island, so I'm going to say it exactly the way that she said it. Who don't hear with their ears will feel with their behind. Well, <laughs> that's the clean version. <laughs> and I hate to admit it, but I raised my children the same way, you know, with less of the feeling with their behinds, right? Because I don't curse. But definitely with the understanding that I wasn't going to ask them to do something over and over. Once I asked you to do something, you did it, and without an attitude, and with gratitude. So as I conducted my research on the new way of parenting, you know, I'm really truly learning. And I get to experience it firsthand as I watch my daughter in love and my son raise their child. Now, as a school principal, one question I get all the time from parents when I have to call them about their children not being first time listeners at school is, Dr. Johnson, do you have any suggestions? How can I get my child to be a first time listener? Well, parents, we're here for you. Yes. Stacey, I think we all remember the standard our parents held us to, especially those of us who have or had old school parents. Yes. But I don't think many of us remember accurately the details of how we behaved as children or how our parents reacted. <laughs> I've heard so many people say that their parents didn't play that, my parents didn't play that. And they defend <laughs> old school parenting by saying, well, 
I turned out all right. right. Now, some people believe we listen more than kids do nowadays because our parents use corporal punishment, a.k.a. spanked. Hmm. Now, we call it getting whoopings in my house. Right. But I always <laughs> ask people who got punished this way by their parents, if whoopings and spankings work so well, why didn't you just get just one whooping? <laughs> and the answer is simple. Most things we did as children that our parents disciplined us for were developmentally appropriate and we just couldn't help it. Yeah. And they weren't going to be able to whoop the human being out of us. Hey everybody, human beings are not born first time listeners. Yeah. They have to be taught and trained to be first time listeners. They're not perfect. Before we can answer the question of how can I get my child to listen to me, the first thing we need to do as parents is to rule out any potential medical conditions that could be affecting your child's hearing and understanding. Once that is ruled out, you need to understand why your child is not listening. Can I say this, Stacey? Mm. Parents, hard-headedness is not a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it's not a condition at all. Right. It's a fictional condition <laughs> somebody made up, like bullheadedness. Yes. You are not going to take your child to the doctor and they're going to tell you, well, Mrs. Johnson, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your child has a hard head. <laughs> They're just being kids. That's true. All of the research that I've read says that children as young as toddlers to teens have a need for power. Yes, toddlers have a need for power. If they are not given the opportunity to have power over small things like what outfit to wear, what snack to eat, what game to play, etc., they will assert their power in negative ways. And since children don't have control over, since they do have control over their body and language, they use their bodies and language to defy our requests, such as by choosing not to listen. While parents may see this as defiance, it's really just children expressing a need for more control and decision making. And this is natural. There's no need to take offense to it and you have not done anything wrong as a parent because they do not comply. Yeah. So the best thing you can do as a parent is be prepared how to respond. Absolutely. So what can parents do? I'm going to share a few strategies parents can use to be sure that their child actually hears them. First, get down on their level and make sure that you have eye contact. Listen, whenever you see Benny and I talking to scholars, we always do this. We get down to their level and we're looking them directly in their eyes, okay? That means that parents, you have to stop what you're doing and be in their space and get their undivided attention. This way you are seen as speaking with your child and not at your child. When you're standing over your child, whether you're doing this intentionally or not, chances are that your stature and posture may be communicating that you're trying to intimidate them right. into hearing you. Whereas getting down on their level enlists a greater connection. Absolutely. Second, state what you want your child to do instead of what you don't want them to do. For example, instead of saying, don't want in the house, say, Please walk in the house. When you tell a child don't, they have to double process, right? They have to stop the act and then they have to think about, well, what is it that I need to be doing instead? Why not just tell them what you want them to do the first time? Yes, because our words have power. So speak positivity in existence. Make a habit of doing this in every phase of both your life and your child's. Instead of concentrating on not missing any questions on the test, for example, prepare to get every question right. How you think about things and articulate them matters. Absolutely. Third, try to find more things to say yes to. As a parent, you're bombarded with your child asking you a million questions, and our natural instinct is to say no. <laughs> if our go-to answer for everything is no, it's no wonder children tune us out. 
surprise your child by saying yes more often to reasonable requests. There's a great movie on Netflix yesterday. Yes, check, check I saw that, that movie. It's good. <laughs> and we've mm -hmm. heard people talking about kids being spoiled like they're cartons of milk or mm -hmm. old packs of cheese <laughs> or something. Pa parents, saying yes to your child isn't going to spoil them. We promise. Absolutely. Saying yes is different from not holding them accountable or teaching them the value of hard work or how and why it's important to show gratitude. These are all types of characteristics that you can still teach them while also saying yes. Yes. Yes, and yes. Yes. <laughs> Fourth, <laughs> offer a choice. Since not listening is really about a child exerting some control, mix it up and give them a choice. For example, instead of saying, put your clothes on for church, say, hey, what color shirt would you like to wear to church today? The blue shirt or the green shirt? This makes the child feel like they have some control over their lives and gives them a sense of empowerment. Anytime you can give them a choice, you should. That way, when it's time for you to give them a directive, they'll be more likely to listen. Yes, I love this suggestion, Stacey, because that need for power, many cheap, uh, children will immediately respond to being given a choice. Mm -hmm. I dealt with a younger scholar the other day who was on the verge of a meltdown, mm -hmm. and I literally asked him, how much longer did he need to be emotional and off, be off task? Two more minutes or three more minutes? And he said, one minute. <laughs> and in one minute, he was ready to re-engage back into class. Yeah, see? It works. Yes. Fifth, give brief and age-appropriate instructions and reasons. As adults, we tend to talk a lot, especially to the older children. When giving your child instructions, make them brief. Say, we're leaving for school. Get your backpack. A long extended discussion is not necessary and may be confusing. Additionally, give one command at a time. Instead of saying, put your game away, wash your hands, and come to dinner. Say, put your game away. Once that task is done, give the other command, and then the next. Young children have a hard time remembering more than one thing at a time. So break instructions down in chunks. Yes, following multi-step instructions and solving multi-step problems or tasks it takes time to master. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we didn't learn algebra until middle school. Yeah. Many times these multi-step instructions come when we're fussing too. Mm -hmm. Our advice is to stay calm and give one clear instruction at a time. And stay calm. <laughs> Six, ask your child to repeat the instruction. That way you know that they heard and understood your command. You're preaching today, Stacey. Hey. It will be helpful <laughs> to ask your children to explain your direction in their own words. Not only will it give them a chance to ask questions, but it'll also give you a chance to clarify things if your child may have misunderstood. Yes, and finally, reward your child by giving praise, attention, and affection immediately after they complete a task. Yes, celebrate everything. Mm -hmm. This can even help when your child is struggling with controlling emotion. When they calm down, telling them how proud you are of them getting their emotion under control empowers them for listening to your instructions. Yes, and the opposite of a reward is a consequence. Mm -hmm. So if your child does not follow your request, give one warning. Notice I said one warning. <laughs> not nagging or repeating the instruction over and over and over to get them to do it. Once you give the warning, if your child still doesn't listen, they should receive a negative consequence like a timeout or a loss of privilege like the TV, video game, etc. Whatever it is that they like. Once the consequence is given, go back to the instruction because guess what? It still needs to be done. Yes. Yes. Well, what do you think? How do you get your child to listen? Have you used any of the strategies that we discussed today? And did you learn something new from today's episode? I hope so. Comment and let us know your thoughts on today's topic. 
podcast. Thank you. And no matter where you live in the world, you can give your child access to an exceptional Christian affordable education with the Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum, one that will have your child excited about school each day. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for. I hope you enjoyed today's live session. To learn more about our amazing school, the Academy of Scholars, please go to our website at academyofscholars.com. Join us next week as we continue our live discussions. Next week, we'll be talking about how much homework is too much. Until next time, I am Dr. Stacey Lambert Johnson. And I'm Benny Crane Jr. Saying goodbye, goodbye. and be blessed. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning Program is the online school that's the right fit for your child. Not only does the Academy of Scholars give your child the opportunity to engage in school at their own pace, but we also provide a comprehensive curriculum that includes classes like coding, giving your child the opportunity to take classes they will love. The Academy of Scholars Premier Online Learning is the online school you've been looking for.